If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavuah, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a very good Arab Shabbos to all of you. Wonderful again to be here. Spend some time together. Talk about the Parsha. Look at life. Try to understand life. To take life in a way that makes it meaningful and real. Life, after all, is, well, precious. Every single moment, every single aspect of life is purposeful. It's our job to recognize that purpose, to work at making it real, and to therefore live a life that has meaning and purpose. And of course, the Shabbos, as we enter directly into the life of Yaakov, although we read about him last week as well, but these parshas from here on into the end of the book of Bereshis deal almost exclusively with the life of Yaakov and his offspring. It talks to us about Yaakov in great detail. Every aspect of his life is looked at and considered, and Torah gives us incredible insight into his life, because after all, he being the third of the patriarchs of the fathers of the Jewish people, our sages tell us he was Bechir Sheba Avot, he was the chosen of the three. Abraham was a giant in every sense of the word. Isaac as well, a magnificent individual with tremendous spiritual dimensions. Yet it appears that Yaakov Bechir Sheba Avot, he is the chosen one, and therefore we have to look at his life very closely, because this is the individual who conveys to each and every one of us a message and purpose in life. And this is why the Jewish people, although we are called B'nai Avraham, Yitzhak, B'yakov, we are the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but generally the Jewish people are called B'nai Israel, the children of Israel, Israel, of course, being the second name of Yaakov. And this is why Yaakov and the Jewish people have a very strong connection and relationship, a relationship that somehow is there to tell us precisely what our message and purpose in life is all about. We've learned so much from Abraham. We've learned so much from Yitzchak. Abraham, we learned the concept of kindness, the concept of reaching out to everyone, four open doors on all sides of his tent, offering hospitality even to simple wayfarers in the wilderness and the desert. Yitzchak, of course, a man of tremendous self-sacrifice, of great spirituality. We've learned volumes, but what Yaakov can teach us, what Yaakov can tell us, what Yaakov as a father is there to illustrate to us and for us is something which is beyond even that what Avraham and Yitzchak were able to give us. And this is why the Jewish people, as mentioned before, are known as B'nai Yisrael, the children of Israel, because Yaakov's life, Yaakov's journey, Yaakov's whole development of who and what he is, somehow connects intimately with each and every one of us. It somehow resonates within our souls on a completely different level when we listen closely to the story of Yaakov and try to follow the incredible events of his life, each one bringing out a deeper and greater dimension within Yaakov himself and therefore by obvious connection in each and every one of us, we have to listen carefully, we have to study carefully, because Yaakov is there to tell us far more than the other patriarchs. Vayetze Yaakov, Yaakov leaves 
a place of great spirituality, his father's home, Be'er Sheva. It was a tranquil place. It was where the well of the oath, where the well of the seven, it is a place of divine, divine perfection, Be'er Sheva. And Vayelech Harana, he goes into a difficult, violent world, a world of deceit, a world of dishonesty, a world where God's presence is not seen or felt obviously and immediately. It's a world that is based upon altogether different types of values than those with which Yaakov was raised. Raised in the house of Yitzchak and Rivka, the parents of Yaakov, he goes into a world that is altogether different, far away geographically and certainly spiritually from the place from where he comes. It's a place of Choron. Choron means anger, violence, upset, chaos, all the negative terms that point to a state of confusion, to a state of gross imperfection. This is the world into which Yaakov is going, and we have to understand why is Yaakov going into that world? What job does he have to do? And therefore we ourselves often see the world of Charon, the world of chaos and confusion as the world that we're in and what we can and must do about that. More of that soon. This is the Pasha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about Jacob. We're talking about his unique journey. We're talking about how his journey is so much more relevant to our lives. And this is why it has to be understood from within ourselves in relationship to Yaakov. But in order to understand the journey of Yaakov, let's for a moment take a look and see what happened as he starts this journey. Although a great many things happened that the Torah doesn't mentioned directly, we are going to take a look at the actual Parsha and see what happened to Yaakov. What happens to Yaakov is that he comes to a place and suddenly it's nightfall and he surrounds his head with stones to protect himself and he has a very strange dream. What he dreams is a ladder that is firmly rooted on the ground and its head reaches the very highest heaven. And angels are ascending, going up, descending, coming down. And at the very top of the ladder is none other than God himself. A strange dream. A dream that, of course, has great meaning. But in order for us to understand that meaning, we have to realize that this is a dream of Yaakov. This is not an ordinary dream. This is not going to sleep and having these visions and images that people often have. This is the dream of Yaakov. And the dream of Yaakov is a prophetic insight into what will happen to the Jewish people. Yaakov, of course, at this time, is a highly accomplished person, having studied for so many years, a man of great spirituality, a man of great personal development, an individual who stands really at the apex, the highest point of spiritual development, and he has this dream. And what is this dream? This dream is a ladder that touches the earth and reaches to the heavens. What does that mean, of course? What it means is Yaakov is being told heaven and earth aren't two separate entities. There isn't the physical dimension of the world here below and the spiritual dimension of the world way above in some other nether region. This, in fact, is one and the same. And who is that ladder? That ladder is, on the one hand, the study of Torah, elevating oneself, prayer, going up the ladder of prayer. That ladder 
Each and every one of us is that ladder. We are the ones who connect heaven and earth. Of course, Abraham had that message, and Isaac had that message as well. But Yaakov is going into the world, and in a dream he is told that this is the message that you have to give your children, and your children will in turn give it to all of humankind. The fact that heaven and earth are ultimately connected, and not only connected, but ultimately one and the same place. If we look into the world as we know it, a physical world, often a violent world, as mentioned before, a world of confusion and chaos, this world is created by God. This world is connected to each and every one of us as a result of divine intervention that each and every one of us receives from God. This world is not some strange, separate place into which we have to bring a certain amount of spirituality. At the essence, this world is a creation of God and has, possesses that spirituality. Heaven is not a distant place. Heaven is not somewhere far away in all sorts of spiritual spheres. This is the connection between the high and the low, We are the connection. And as mentioned before, through the study of Torah, through prayer, we are able to not only recognize these two things, but to connect them, and not only connect them, but to expose from within each and every one of those dimensions, heaven and earth, a unity, a commonality, both being created by God. And in a sense, therefore, each and every one of us exposes that essential unified creation to bring out that incredible connection. And God speaks to him. God says, I will make your children into great numbers, and they will go Yama Vakedma, west and east, Safana Vanegba, to the north and to the south. They will cover every single geographic point on this earth. What is Yaakov being told over here? Yaakov is told that unlike your father and grandfather, your mission, your job, what you have to educate your children, what you have to tell your children, is that they will go throughout the entire length and breadth of this physical world in order to bring the message of Hashem directly and indirectly, transforming an otherwise negative world into something which can and should be positive, exposing the inner godly dimensions of that hurt, the message of the latter, the connection of heaven and earth. And this is a huge job. This is a job which means not only do you have to preach a message of holiness, of decency, of ethical monotheism, within a limited specific area, as did Abraham, and to a, to a more limited degree, Yitzchak, but to actually go to every single point in the world. And this has been the story of the Jewish people. We have been everywhere. We are everywhere. You go to the furthest places, furthest places away, whether it's geographically far, spiritually far, culturally far, The Jews have been there, maybe one individual soul thinking to himself, what brought me to this distant and often desolate place? You are there. You make a bracha. You say a passage of Torah. You study. You do whatever it is. You bring the light of godliness into every single area. You all encounter every single nation, each and every single nation, sometimes pleasantly more than often, Unpleasantly, you will encounter every single nation in the world. And at times it might appear that those nations will destroy you, obliterate you completely. 
but you will survive. And not only will you survive, but where you have been and every single encounter that you've had, you will leave a message of goodness, of kindness, of greatness, of spirituality, of godliness. And even though the people there might not recognize it at the moment, the mere fact that you were there, the mere fact that you spent time there, whoever it is, whatever it is, throughout the thousands of years of history, you carry that message and you leave that light behind. This is what Yaakov is being told. Yaakov is being told, well, you're going to have to teach your children this incredible opportunity and challenge of going to every single corner in the world. Unlike your father and grandfather Abraham and Isaac, you have to physically go to every single, the Haran world, the world of negativity, you will enter that world and you will enter it and you will succeed and there won't be any point within that seemingly negative world that you won't visit. Now, how do you get the strength for something like that? Yaakov can turn to God and say, why? Why is it necessary for my children to go through that incredible series of diasporas, of difficulty, of challenge, of anti-Semitism, of hatred, of destruction? Why is it necessary for my children to go through all of that? And God says, because Ufaratsta, you have to bring about a huge and powerful transformation of the world. And it's you and your children only that can do it. And this is the strange story of the Jewish people. In a sense, a weak people, certainly a minority, a handful of people. And yet the influence in the world is overwhelming, overwhelming in terms of their number and proportion to who and what we are. Our achievements, our contributions are overwhelming. But it's not only that. It's bringing a message of godliness. And very often the individual Jew who goes to these places doesn't realize what in fact his mission and purpose is. But within that journey lies a very great energy. And the mere fact that you go there and Yaakov could actually say why. Why is it necessary for my children to do that? And God says, not only you for because ultimately, as I said earlier on, this world has a purpose. And it's the Jewish people who, one way or another, bring to life that purpose in every single area of the world. You know, people who've traveled, people who've been around the world are often overwhelmed. The Jewish people have been here. They've done something. They've built communities. This is true throughout the ages. This is true throughout the millennia that the Jewish people have been, well, crossing this earth in every single direction. And Yaakov is told, that's why your journey is altogether different than the journey of your father and grandfather. When your father and grandfather had their journey, to a greater degree, Abraham to a lesser degree within the borders of Israel, Yitzchak, they were men of renown, powerful men respected, wealthy, wherever they went, people understood these are messengers and giants of spiritual greatness. When Yaakov left his father's house, he was ambushed by his nephew, Eliphaz, the son of Esau, who vowed to kill his brother. And instead of killing Yaakov, he just took everything away from him. Yaakov goes into the world penniless, penniless. He is the immigrant that comes to new borders, strange language, strange customs, and he is told, you haven't come here because this is a place of refuge and safety. It might look 
as if that is the purpose. You've come here to transform this part of the world. And this happened throughout the world. Look at the communities of South Africa, of America, of the Europe, of the, well, Australia, wherever you go in the world, even Far East, China, Japan, the Jewish people have come to the strangest of places in the most difficult circumstances sometimes, and a handful of people stand up and bring about change. And I'm not talking about commercial change. I'm not talking about academic change. I'm talking about spiritual change, bringing the word of Torah, bringing the word of Torah to each and every single corner of the world. And he says only the penniless immigrant can actually accomplish because the penniless immigrant understands and realizes that in order for him to succeed, he has to work so much harder. And this is the truth of our journeys. The truth of our journeys is that we didn't come marching as great, wealthy, powerful people into new lands, into new cultures. We came there and we looked around and sometimes we were overwhelmed by the negativity and we were not very welcome in many, many situations, but we persevered. And what is the first thing Yaakov does when he comes to a strange place? He looks around and he sees that the shepherds are lazy. And he says, how dare you? If you're working for somebody else, this is theft. If you're working for yourself, you can't be idle people. You have to work. And work doesn't mean only in the physical sense. More so, work means in the spiritual sense. What are you doing here? How are you behaving? Are you sitting back and just doing nothing? Are you accomplishing nothing? This is the journey of Yaakov. This is the journey of each and every one of us. More of that soon. This is the Parsha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about Jacob. We're talking about his travels. We're talking about his great journey. We're talking about he is told by God, your children will actually spread to every single corner geographically. You will spread to every single corner of the world and you will do something over there. And sometimes, as I said before, the individual who takes that journey doesn't realize that he's doing something great but the mere fact that he comes to a place he puts a mezuzah on his door and well he has a shabbos table or someone asks him in the street how you doing and he answers baruch hashem thank god this is a dramatic and powerful effort that changes the reality of the world, a negative world, a destructive world, into something which is positive. We don't always see it. We don't always see it clearly. But this is the story of Jacob. This is the story of his great journeys. Another difference, of course, between Yaakov and his um, and his father and grandfather, Avraham and Yitzchak, is that Avraham and Yitzchak had external enemies, kings, individuals who were jealous of them. But they were men, as I said before, of great wealth and great power and great status. Yaakov is an immigrant. Yaakov is penniless. Yaakov, even in his difficult days, realizes and understands one thing. Who are his enemies? His enemies are his own brother, his own flesh and blood, his own uncle. They are the ones that are trying to destroy him. An interesting concept because ultimately, who's our best friend? Who's our very best friend? We ourselves. What's within us? We ourselves are our own best friends. Who's our biggest enemy? We ourselves. What 
we can do to ourselves, no one else can do to us. Throughout history, the Jewish people have learned that lesson again and again and again, what the Jewish people can do to themselves, no enemy can do. This is the Yaakov enemy, his own brother, his own uncle, trying to deceive him, trying to destroy him, trying to somehow root out that essential good that Yaakov brings into the world with a tremendous sense of self-sacrifice. And this is what we have to understand in terms of our journey, because our journey mirrors that one of Yaakov almost exactly in every single detail, going into the world, going into a dark place, recognizing that there is something we have to do and sometimes not recognizing something that we have to do, but knowing there is purpose. And we take a look at the great journeys of the Jewish people, what they've accomplished, what they've done. It's quite overwhelming, extraordinary what the Jewish people, a handful of people, a minority within a minority, have actually accomplished in this great and wonderful world that God brought into being. And this is the story of the Swiss Parsha. Every single detail, whether it's the story of Yaakov meeting the, the, the herdsmen, the shepherds in the land where Lovin lives, or whether it's the story of Yaakov coming to his uncle's house and being deceived, wanting to marry one and being given. Whatever story it is, there is so much rich meaning and detail in every single dimension of every single story. This is the story of Yaakov. This is the story of the Jewish people. This is our story. This is the story that we come from. This is the story that we go into. And this is how we have to educate our children as well, not to be afraid of the world in which we live, because we have the incredible blessing where God says, I will make you into a great nation that will transform this world into a world of goodness and kindness. And this is why we have that inner strength, we have that inner power, we have that inner devotion, no matter what happens, we survive as a people. We carry on with the same tradition, with the same values. We are the proud children of Jacob, and he is the proud father that looks upon his children and truly accepts and agrees. And while, of course, the story of Jacob is not at all finished, for the next five weeks or so, we're going to be talking about Jacob and the incredible challenges that he has with his own children, etc., etc. This is not an easy journey, because life is not an easy journey. It's not an easy journey, but it's a purposeful journey. And easy is a relative term. Easy in what sense? Sometimes we think to ourselves, ah, if we had it all together differently, how much easier life would be? That's a relative term. Easy is not necessarily what we think easy might be. We have to understand that the challenge is a blessing, and this is what Yaakov tells us. Have the dream of that incredible ladder, the ladder that goes all the way to heaven, the ladder that tells us what's the midpoint of the ladder. The midpoint of the ladder is where the Bet HaMikdash would ultimately stand. This is the center of the Jewish people. This is the center that connects the heaven and earth. This is the center, the Bet HaMikdash, the holy temple, where God's purpose was felt and clearly seen, whether as a temporary structure in the wilderness or a magnificent building put up by Solomon or perhaps later on the great and wonderful temple that stood in Jerusalem. The fact is it's the center of the world, the center of the world, not only in a geographic sense. And if you take a look at old maps, you will see how they actually portray Jerusalem as the center of the world. It's the center of the universe. It's the center of heaven and earth, spiritual and physical. It's the center because it represents holiness. It represents God's presence. And how do we do that? We do that in our own lives by creating that type of reality through the study of Torah, through the observance of mitzvot.
through prayer, through dedicating our lives, recognizing that life is a ladder, and we continually go upwards. We go up to higher and higher and higher levels, and what's at the very top of the ladder? God himself. It's not some sort of, well, you'll come along, it'll be a comfortable spiritual. No. Climbing up a ladder can be tedious and hard work. It's not always easy. As I said often, easy is not necessarily something which is good. And this is why this story of Yaakov, which grammatically doesn't begin this week, but develops this week, we have to listen to it carefully. I know many of you are, whether on holiday already, school's over, or going on holiday in the coming weeks. Remember, wherever you are, you can stay connected to High FM by going to the, well, the website, the page, and highfm.com, and there you will find a very easy way of streaming in, whether it's a sheer, whether it's a partial story, whatever it is, whatever inspires you. Stay connected wherever you go. Find the shul. Make sure you get there on Shabbos. Wherever you go, find a place where kosher food is available. You might be on holiday, but the holiday has a purpose. It's not only to refresh your body. It's not even to refresh your soul. It's to connect your body and soul. And for that, you need all sorts of inspiration and structure. This is why when you're in shul tomorrow, listen carefully to the story of Yaakov. It's a precious story. It's a wonderful story. It's a meaningful story. It's a dramatic story. It's an inspiring story. It talks to each and every one of us because it is each and every one of us. So when you're in shul tomorrow, listen carefully to the story of Ayetze, how Yaakov leaves a home that is perfect and holy and spiritual and protected and goes into Haran, a crazy violent world, and succeeds and stands single against incredible pressure and challenge. But he stands strong and transforms the world step by step. And this is the gift he gives to each and every one of us as children, the journey of Yaakov, our own journey. Good job.